Panini has roughly 30 different basketball brands, and I love just about all of them. And there's collectible cards in every single one of those products. You know, as a as a Luka Doncic collector, in addition to being a Michael Jordan collector, I love hunting for some of those cards. You know, I love one of ones. That's one of my most you know passionate chases is finding one of ones for some of these brands and sets. Uh, but when it comes to you know the the proliferation of cards right now, the question that I always come back to is, well, how many collectors are there of these brands? How many people are buying these cards with the intention of keeping them? I guess what my question boils down to is, how many collectors are there? I, I, I'm pretty confident Panini knows the demographics of how many people are buying their products. They need that information to make forecasts for how much to print. But you know, what do you think? How, how many you know collectors are out there in the world who are consuming sports cards? Well, the, I don't know the answer exactly, obviously, but I do think that the, the, the slightly different question is how much of the production run is being put away as opposed to opened and, and collected and used. I mean, if, if more than 10% of the production is being set aside for speculation, then the, I don't know that 10% is the absolute number, but if it's less than 10%, I'd be less worried about it. Back in the day, you know, you go back to the junk wax era, it was a lot more than 10%. And, it, and the, the price points were a lot lower and there, there were warehouses full of stuff. And I've, I've seen some of them. So now the price points are up there that there are not many, unwi- you know, I don't know that, I hope, I don't think there are people buying on credit. I mean, I think these are people that are buying it as an investment. And again, if it's less than 10%, I'm fine with that. If, if Panini thought it was 50% or a big number, they, 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 that, that would not bode well. But I don't think that is. In fact, what's good, Chris, and I'll use Luca as an example, is that the healthy aspect is that anything Luca now sells. And if you go back five years ago, base cards were not held in, they not only were not held in esteem, they were not held in your hand. They were left on the counter. And so any Luca card now has value and has potential to be graded, you know, that they're going to take care of it. And it's one of the reasons why these grading companies, my old one included, is, is, is so backlogged. So, yeah, so you can't, so that's healthy. So if the product is being opened and every card finds a home, that is, that, that bodes well for the future. And if 10% are held back, then that's okay. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure there were well, cards yeah. held back from your, your, your golden era, the 96, 97, 97, 98 of some of those cards that you love are in there. But you know what? I don't think there's a whole, there, there could have been some of that held back, but I don't think very much to where now, go find some unopened stuff from there. It's, I, I don't think it's there. They surely can't be waiting for it to go up higher. I don't think. <laughs> Do you think? I mean, well, who knows? I've, uh, I've been wrong so many times. I, I look at the hobby and I say, this is it. It's not, it's not going higher. We are at peak. And then I'm proven wrong time and time again. So I don't know. Experience tells me like probably we've, we've reached a peak with something like 96, 97 Chrome boxes are going for $5,000. You know, the odds of pulling, you know, the, the Kobe or the Jordan or the key rookie refractors, those cards were super tough. You know, maybe you get a Kobe, but it, it's it, in order to even come close to making your money back, it's going to have to grade really well. And the centering was an issue. Surface discoloration was an issue. So like clearly, you know, as a value proposition, these boxes at the prices that they're at are not meant to be opened. Which is which makes it tough. But eventually they have to be opened. And basically, it's a, what the the episode I did on gambling. Are you a gambler? Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm kind of redefining gambling in a sense, not the toxic form of a compulsive gambler, but it's gambling. If you're participating in a fifty-fifty or something that's close to fifty-fifty, then you might win, you might lose. I, I want to get a much higher expected value on 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 what I'm doing. And so, you know, I've read again. This probably 
not something that most people want to read, but if you even read the summary of the Black Swan book by Nicholas Nassim Taleb, I don't know if you've read that, but it's all about, you know, kind of giving away free secrets, but basically it's about recognizing asymmetric reward patterns that you can bet a little bit and you might lose a little bit, but in the off chance that you win, you win this huge amount so that the expectation is that you will, the, the most common outcome is that you will lose. You will probably lose, but if you win even once, it makes up for all the losses. But again, you've got to be able to sustain those losses. And that's, you know, other, you know, well, enough said on that. I'm just saying some of these card situations are such that that applies. That the, but, but not really if you bought, because if buying one box is a, is a good deal, then you should just buy them all. I mean, that's, that's what the, you know, the, the economic theory would suggest. It's like if, if half the cases have been opened and you know that the, that the grail card in those cases has not been found, you're positive of it. And, and it has a buy offer out, which is out there for in, in one case for one card, that is such that you could buy the rest of the production. If you could, well, you, you, you would think the odds would be to buy as much as you can at a certain price. And I'm, I'm a big believer, and you can't just say something's hot. It's hot associated with this current price. And if it's a good deal, then, then buy it. And that's not gambling if the odds are in your favor. And again, if the odds are 55-45, even 60-40, there's enough friction in the transaction that you're not really making a lot, probably. But there's some sure things in this industry, you know, but they're based on having a lot of knowledge, and you're helping with that. That is an all-time great answer, and that's extremely interesting. So so the, just, just one last thing on this topic, and then I, I want we need to move on. But So Panini just released um, their first off-the-line boxes of National Treasures, 2019-20 National Treasures Basketball. Maybe the most anticipated product of the whole year. They did a Dutch auction. They started it at thirty thousand, and they ran it down to seventy-five hundred. And it appears that the item sold out at seventy-five hundred at the basement price. We're not exactly sure when it sold out, but the website displayed that it sold out at that price. If you look at the secondary market now, those boxes are selling for between ten and twelve thousand dollars on the secondhand market. So perhaps that is sort of speaking to the value proposition that people are seeing even in a box like this that they know they could have got from Panini's website for all the way down. The way the Dutch auction works, it runs backwards from 30000 down to 7500 They could have bought in at 8500 They could have bought in at eight. They could have bought in at 7500 They didn't. But now we look at the secondhand market after a couple of these Zion Williams and RPAs have sold or have sold. I say that in scare quotes. And all of a sudden, these these boxes are now ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 a pop. Well, I, it, yeah. the whole thing, I mean, it's not that uh, here I'm talking about not being a gambler, but I, don't, I hope I'm not talking about this other side of my mouth, but Sometimes you got to be bold, you know. And if you're not bold and you're risk averse and you want to see what the floor is, then there's a you pay a premium for that. But you know that's just different personality types. 